There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. That's the, the clientele that write the menu every week. Keeping your eyes open and your ear to the ground, essentially, and listening to what people are growing. The integrity, that, that provenance, that ability to not just know where something came from, but to really know the, the ins and outs of how it was raised mm-hmm. is really important. G'day and welcome to another Capital Cookbook 3 podcast. This is the Quicksand Food Connection and my name's Stefan Postuma. Today I speak with Janet Jeffs. Janet is the owner, operator and head chef of Ginger Catering at the National Arboretum in Canberra. Ginger Catering encompasses both the Sprout Cafe and the Conservatory Restaurant and Janet has been in hospitality in Canberra for quite a long time, running the Ginger Room at Old Parliament House previously. Janet's a big proponent of sourcing and supporting local produce and she has been for a very long time, long before paddock to plate was a catchphrase. It was really interesting to talk to her. I always enjoy conversations with Janet. She's contributed some great recipes from the Conservatory Restaurant to the Capital Cookbook 3. And I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Janet Jeffs from Ginger Catering. Well, firstly, Janet, thanks for contributing to the Capital Cookbook 3. You're one of the few chefs that have been a part of all three (laughs) Capital Cookbooks. The first one in 2004 with my mum in um, Old Parliament House, Mm -hmm. and second one 2013, and here we are 2016 with the third edition. So thanks very much for your support along the journey. 20 years in Canberra, that's what that is. 20 years in Canberra. 22, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously things things have evolved a lot obviously you've been up here in the arboretum for how long three now? years now three yeah, years. Up here, yep. yeah yeah and f- coming coming from one of uh canberra's oldest institutions old parliament house to canberra's newest yeah. that's, that was pretty much a blast and the idea about this site is interesting because when we first got here nobody knew just how popular it was going to be yeah it was very much a greenfield site so the fact that people have taken to it so much and so mm. readily. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's it's unique for so many reasons. And I think the popularity of it now is is sky high, but as the forests and stuff around us develop, mm. it, it'll just become such an amazing landmark, so unique. It's a place that Canberrans really want to bring their guests because mm. it's got an amazing view of Canberra. But then there's so much to do. Like if, you, if you've got kids, you've got this amazing playground. Mm. If you've got nanas, you've got this amazing bonsai. And then if you want to walk or look at public art or enjoy trees, I mean, it's all there. Mm, exactly. And then, you know, and then you've got 
the restaurant or the cafe mm-hmm. here as well, depending on yeah. sort of what. As well as a really good curatorium bookshop. It is, yeah, mm. it's fantastic. Mm. It's really nice and eclectic, local art, um, and I think one of the important th- to, things to note about your food, which is, you know, it's been something that you've been doing for a long time, and is really sort of promoting sourcing locally and. There's definitely a boom in that in that mm. area now. It seems, it, which is a positive thing. But I think that from the start, you were you were involved in that movement and not necessarily, you know, trying to, you know, make it so public and trying to make that a part of your image for, you know, financial reasons or being a part of popular culture. It's just something that you well, saw as a good in. thing to do. Yeah. Exactly. And it's about building relationships with your suppliers so that they know where you're coming from and what. Um, what kind of connection you can have with people, and that's very, very important. You need to know exactly where your food's coming from. Mm, of course. It, it contributes to sort of healthy culture in general. Mm. I mean, mm. people are eating better now. Lots of farmer's markets and things popping up and people getting to know their producers mm. and getting to know the chefs that they interact with. And, yeah, it just it promotes healthy culture mm. in so many different Absolutely. fields. Absolutely, yep. Um, so, and, and I guess being... In, in the Canberra district, we're you know a bush town, essentially, and we are within within a couple of hours from here. We're surrounded by so many great producers. Well, it's really much you know from the mountains to the sea. There's you know so much produce in our in our region. Yeah. Whereas if you're, I mean, it's a bit la- Canberra's landlocked, of course, but otherwise you've got this massive amount of ocean that mm. kind of you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Whereas Canberra's really lucky in that way. Yeah. And to have uh, freshwater rivers. That yep. makes a difference too because the oyster population is in, we grow incredible oysters. We do. Yeah. We're very, very lucky in, mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a little place down on the south coast and or mm. wherever you go, I mean, you know, there's oyster farmers down there that have been really well recognised nationally. But mm. even just your your roadside, you know, painted sign saying oyster farm, mm. you can be guaranteed that they'll be fantastic, <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Yep. Um, Talking about uh, you know what you're doing here at the restaurant, how how I mean you've got the ca- the catering side of things. I think that one of the things about this space as well is that you've got a generous kitchen and a big space, so it allows you to put on some events and interact mm. with other chefs around Canberra. And we've done a lot of that. Um, we've organised this group called Chefs of Canberra, yeah. And we do different things, like we did the Canberra International Music Festival, we did the truffle dinner. You know, we do things all the time that, you know, are fundraising as well. Mm. Like we do the World Environment Day dinner. Um, And we work with different chefs like Sean McConnell and Dan Flatt from Monster, um, David Rivett from um, Ridges and John Leverink from Boathouse, Mm -hmm. just to name a few Mm. that we work with. Yeah, and that's good. It's really collaborative. It's great for the apprentices and all all of their apprentices because everyone comes together. Yeah, exactly, certainly. Mm. And I think that that's important is, you know, just to get other people's perspective and ideas and bounce ideas off and each other. And just to network, you know, yeah. like you just kind of go, oh, where'd you get that from, you know? Yeah, yep. yeah you might, you know, you might find a new supplier mm. or you might mm. find a new way of doing something yeah, that you've never done before. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Very nice. And and I'm sure that the patrons love it as well and that they're really interested in yeah, supporting it's, it's, that as well. Yeah, it makes it unique and that's important. And so w- with the restaurant here, where what would you say sort of, if you, if you had to sort of, put a label on what you do and how you approach writing your menus and the food you want to serve people, what would, what would you say it is? We very much focus on regional and seasonal, but then a lot of people do that now, as you said. We also really focus on um, 
what is grown like on trees for instance like we often focus on things like um you know nuts or for instance our dessert that we just put up has got smoke in it yeah uh, we serve things on wooden boards um, we really kind of like drill down into it and look at you know the sorts of things we can use um there's you know obvious things like maple syrup or you know walnuts and chestnuts and things like that that you can use very much about food products mm. that come from the forest Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's very natural. I think that being up here, um, surrounded by such beautiful open space and a really nice view, and you know the regionality, seasonality, and you know incorporating nature, whether it's using wooden boards mm. or the ingredients that you're talking about, and is... trying to make things that aren't too chefy, that are not yeah. too kind of sculptured and scalloped and played with, and you know, really kind of like taken out to another level. I'm, all that food is terrific. And I love the guys that do all that sort of stuff, and their food's brilliant, but it's like, there's a place for it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, being up here as well, you've got people from all walks of life. Yeah. So you can't, you, like, you don't want to sort of pigeonhole yourself to people that are intimidated by what they receive when, when coming to the restaurant. Mm. You need to, like, have... Yeah, the, have, d- the demographic is massive. Like, yeah. you know, there's all sorts of people that come all the exactly. time. And all sorts, from all sorts, all over Australia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that must be a great, you know, a great thing. I think, um, you know, some people when they when they come to a city city like Canberra, they might, you know, dine dine out here or there, but they might not sort of know too much about where are some of the really good places to go mm. or whatever. Mm. But you know, when when people come up here, this is one of their stops, and they say, mm. well, let's just have lunch up there at the thing at the at, at the restaurant. So. You've got a you've got an audience here mm. from all yeah, over the country it, it and internationally well, yeah. as well, and we're really caring for that too because you know we try and put on things on the menu that are a bit unique to Canberra. You know, like of course we always have oysters on, and that's that's a very important thing. Mm. Um, we often have kangaroo on mm-hmm. either as a special because people want to try that. They might not have ever that's had that before. Yeah. yeah, I think we take it for granted that we're, yeah, like everyone's eaten a lot of kangaroo or some sort of um, you know unique kind of uh, bush tucker style thing like where we use pepperberries or wattle seed or things like that as well that make yeah. it more interesting. Yeah. Native, natives are definitely sort of taking off in a big mm. way as well and I think that, that there's a huge world out there and there's, a, there's mm. so many different things that can, that can be used and it's only sort of the beginnings of, of high-level chefs starting to use them. It'll be great when it becomes more kind of regular and it's in the supermarkets as, it, mm. as its own next to the you know Asian or Indian or Mexican. There's the... Australian foods as well. Mm. I think I'm not. I sort of had a bit of a theory about about it, and because of our sort of continental position, you know, our flora and fauna are extremely unique. Mm. So, you know, Australian cuisine sort of coming into its own in a way where we're beginning to use lots of native ingredients, um, and it's it's quite unique in the sense that I think that when you think about Italian or French food or Spanish food, a lot of it relates to uh, techniques that are developed you know it's, butter for example is used a lot in French cooking but it's it's used a lot in all cooking and, mm. and tomatoes or, or something like that but here in Australia because there's we're a country in the world we're isolated we're an island we've got so much flora here that doesn't grow anywhere else in the world mm. yep. so there's a sort of an opportunity there for us to really make make something unique based on the ingredients that are available to us, not just technique. And we've also snatched kind of different cultures and put them together as well, like mm. really made it very, very multicultural cuisine. Mm. 
Where we just borrowed bits from everyone and put it together for it tastes good. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, we'll, we'll quickly talk about the food that we shot for sure. today. Um, the first one we did was your duck dish with yep. some purple carrots. Yep. Yeah. Um, that dish is, is just very simple, like seared, barbecued, seared duck, sliced purple carrots that have been pickled. Um, all that stuff is local. Um, I've got a duck grower at Crewell River. Um, and they're magres, they're quite thick duck breasts, so we right. get those. Yeah. yeah. Whereabouts is, um, where did you it's say? It's Kriwa, yeah. it's near uh, Ando. Okay. So um, f- uh, between um, Kuma and the ocean there. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, like like Brown Mountain yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's nice, that's not too far away at all. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. And um, yeah, so, sorry, sorry some of the other flavours, the pickled carrots, and a, just the seasonal sort of yeah, salad. Um, and wanting to make stuff that's then got that barbecue bender on it too, like so caramelised um, chilli ginger. Right. And then some um, micro herbs. We get all, all of our little herbs come from Marichi College. Oh, really? Yeah, Fiona grows them all in the hothouse there, and they're great. terrific. So the little coriander came from there. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's great to have. Um, yeah, relationship. You know, like cottage industry almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A relationship yeah. with a school and getting young yeah. people involved in yeah. that. That's something that I've been talking about with my sister and some other friends that have young children about, you know, more and more schools are sort of developing the school veggie gardens, gardens and, yeah. and, and, and more Well, Marich is unique because they've, they've also got a big kitchen. Right. And so they've got that very uh, connected kind of sustainability thing going. But also um, they take it a bit further in that it's also about stewardship of the land. Right. Yeah. So that's and it comes into their science classes as well. Really, that's mm. fantastic. Mm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's really I, well thought out. I think so. I think that that's great, and to be, you know, making making people aware of that from a young mm. age is really important. I think you learn a lot at school. You know, a huge range of stuff, and you come out and how much of you how much of it you apply to your everyday life as an adult. You know, it varies. Mm. But something like food, growth, mm, and stewardship exactly. of land yeah. is so important, you yeah. know, just to get, have an understanding. Of and it changes your um, view of things. Like if you've already tried it and liked it or want to do it, then, you know, it's something that you want to continue. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Um, the next dish, the uh, truffle shoe. Yeah. That's an interesting We made one. that one for the truffle dinner. Uh, and we um, wanted to make it, uh, we use the um, black... Uh, colouring is the uh, bamboo charcoal that we put into a shoe pastry and we made a sablé to go on top to make it actually look like a truffle Yeah, and that was really cool and then we filled it with a um, green peppercorn cream patissier wow yeah yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. I th- when you when you brought it out, I was like, "Well, <laughs> looks like looks like truffles. It doesn't yeah. look like a dessert." And then we put some <laughs> pear bark, pear paper, mm-hmm. and we make that by dehydrating that in the in the little um, very slow oven that we've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah really nice. It's an interesting dish aesthetically, and I think that um, like we were talking about, sort of having that natural element, mm. you know, served on a wooden board. Um, you know, truffles like a bit of dirt. You know, <laughs> yeah, making a bit of chocolate soil that goes with it. Yeah, you know, and you just got that sense, that crunch that goes with it too. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the next dish, what was the next one we looked at? Uh, the grain salad. The grain salad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So what we do is we take grains from all of our area, and like we wanted to make that dish to be very much a just a light, healthy salad. 
Yep. But a few other things in there, like you know, some roasted cauliflower and some uh, ribbons of sweet potato, just to kind of like make it, you know, a take on a really good vegetarian crunchy salad, just mm. you know, healthy there. Yep. Yeah. And is there Simple. is there a mixture of grains that you use? In yeah, yeah. Like there's farro, there's barley, uh, there's buckwheat. There's all different sorts of grains yeah. in it. I think it's great that. Um, people are, are taking on old grains in, mm, in a absolutely. big way now you yeah. know and all these whole grains are, they've got all they've all got unique flavors mm-hmm. and textures and they're all much healthier for you than eating well it eating is one of those things, things where people i mean we do that salad and it's a good seller because people are very aware of what they're eating mm. and they want to kind of do things which and eat things which are kind of unique and that they have got that nutty mm. flavors and you know something that's going to they know it's going to be good and you know really tasty as well yeah exactly mm. and it's having having some grains like that in a salad makes it a full meal mm. as well exactly. it's not just yeah. it's not just the side and i frequently sort of at home would, would do something like mm. that just a healthy a healthy light lunch just yep. to fill yep. it up and you feel good afterwards mm. you know? absolutely yeah um, and the last dish is the most interesting <laughs> presentation out of all of them. Um, this dish is, um, we made a, uh, like a truffle mousse and we did a mandarin curd that's with it too. Yep. Um, and again, it's one of those things where we wanted to have the element of smoking it and so we use an apple wood yep. to smoke it and keep the smoke underneath the cloche mm-hmm. and we take it to the table like that so when it is revealed, you get the complete sensation of the smoke as well as the smoky flavor that goes into the cream mm. those you know those sorts of things it is slightly theatrical but it, it, it's a great experience mm-hmm. any, nonetheless you know anything that arouses the senses in, in ways that you're not necessarily used to when you're at a restaurant makes an experience special. yeah and it, w- it is a bit of an homage to the idea of I mean the Arboretum was you know, born out of a bushfire. Yes. And that's pretty kind of like unique. And the vision that's here and the idea to build these forests, it's it's very positive. Yeah. Like it's very hopeful. Yeah. It's so fantastic. it's just a little twig towards that as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. I mean, the Arboretum in general is, yeah, it's, it's an absolutely amazing location. Mm. And I think that when people visit here, you know, it's like you, it's sa- inspiring, like yeah. you said, it's yeah. inspiring. Yeah. And you know, it's not going to be long until these mm. little sprouting trees around us are towering. But even, and, like, if you go at the back there and you notice the there's a lot of gum trees, they would have to be at least 30 or 40 metres tall now. Mm. Like, how are they going to be in another while? Like, they're going to be <laughs> monsters. Yeah. And you look over there at the Himalayan cedars, that they're the, one of the last remaining um, forests that, from the bushfire. And then there's the cork forest just over the back there. I mean, that is unique Canberra stuff. I know, yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't know about the cork forest mm. and about the fact that we, you know, when it was first settled here in Canberra, we used to produce cork. Mm. Yeah, and people well, don't know it's there. Yeah, it's amazing because Walter Billy Griffin had these vision that, you know, there should be industries that support Canberrans. And so with cork making was one of them. Yeah. You know, like, let's just plant these and, and do it. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting place to walk through. There's mm. a lot of people that don't know it's there. A lot yeah. of Canberrans that have no idea it's yeah. there, and you walk into it and you feel like you feel like you're in another world. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, look, there's so much opportunity here at the Arboretum. You know, as as things grow, you've got beautiful event space, mm. a, a yep. fantastic wedding venue. You've got the views out over the whole city. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a very great unique. place to be. It's fantastic because it's east facing, so you get beautiful sunrises. Yeah. And we do breakfast on the weekends, and that's always very popular to come yeah. for that. And during the balloon festival, it's incredible too because you get the amazing view with all these balloons here. 
Very unique, fantastic place. Um, Janet, can't thank you enough again for your support over the over the time. Thanks for these great dishes today. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Capital Cookbook 3 podcast with Janet Jess from Ginger Catering. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about Ginger Catering, you can visit their website, gingercatering.com.au. And if you want more of these podcasts, you can find them at our website, quicksandfood.com, and go to the podcasts page. You can also find them on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you want recent news from us, you can follow us on social media, at quicksandfood on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and please join us next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.